Darkness steals the forms of all the queens, but oh, the palms of her two black hands are red. It is death I fear so much, it is not the dead. Not this grey book, but the red and bloody scenes. The lamps are white like snowdrops in the grass, the town is like a churchyard, all so still and grey. Now night is here, nor will another torn red sunset come to pass. And so I sit and turn the book of grey, feeling the shadows like a blind man reading, all fearful lest I find some next word bleeding. Nay. Take my painted missile book away. D.H. Lawrence. Grief. D.H. Lawrence. Grief. Lena sits on the couch, fighting off tears. She looks down. Helplessly hoping by Crosby, Stills, and Nash still plays. Wordlessly watching Insert shot. In one hand, she holds her silver locket. It's open. Inside is a photo of Kane. Watching he waits by the window and wonders. She closes it and her hand around it. The script says she gazes at it. We can feel Lena's effort to modulate her breathing, inhaling and exhaling through parted lips. Less controlled, tears spill down her face, down her cheeks and neck into the corner of her mouth. Title. Annihilation. Then into the quiet and stillness music intrudes. Cut to interior house garage day. The garage full of dust and boxes and junk. Lena pulls stuff from shelves on a mission searching for a particular half-collapsed cardboard box. Inside, tins of paint and a roller. Cut to interior house bedroom day. The speakers from which the music is playing. The framed photographs of Lena and Kame are now off the walls and stacked on the landing. In the film, of course, we have already had our title card, and we do not need to spend time in the garage. So what are we wondering at? At the empty place inside. As a plastic sheet, as it rises up, billows, and settles over the double bed. And the script does not even bother mentioning how we can see Lena through the plastic sheet, blurry, cloudy. The photos versus reality last minute, and now this blurriness. We may not consciously get it just yet, but we are being prepared for the fluidity of identity that may or may not be coming. Second eleven, the sheet falls low enough that we can see Lena. In the script, a flathead screwdriver pushes under the rim of a tub of paint and pops the lid. But we don't see this. Heartlessly helping himself to her bad dreams, he worries. Lena runs a primed roller over the wall, leaving a fat white stripe over the old color. The script says, flecking her shirt and face with paint, smearing it off her forehead with the back of her hand. Repainting the room as an act of moving on, she is energized, focused. The script is being obvious, but we understand this already, so let us move on to second 19. A second angle on Lena painting, behind her. He worries, did he hear a goodbye? Another angle, close on Lena, the doorway visible behind her. The editing suggests something is coming before something is coming. Or even hello. And on hello, the volume is lower because second 26, we are downstairs again, the bottom of the staircase. The music comes from above. 
Second 29, Kane enters from the left, but the front door should be directly behind the camera. Perhaps he got sidetracked by the living room, by memories and the recesses of his restructured mind. Kane is played by Oscar Isaac. Oscar Isaac Hernandez Estrada was born 9th March 1979 in Guatemala City and grew up in Miami. He tells Esquire, 15th November 2017, that he saw other Oscar Hernandezes at auditions in Miami. He dropped the surname after enrolling at Juilliard. Problem was, in avoiding being seen as quote-unquote gangster type, some directors now thought he was Jewish, including Barry Sonnenfeld, who rejected bringing him in on a film because he wanted Cubans. Oscar Isaac is half Cuban. Regarding his ethnic makeup, Isaac tells Ramesla, 20th February 2018, quote, Early on in my career, that was always the go-to thing. It's like, we're casting you, but now we want to make sure to telegraph to everyone why we cast you by making it clear that you have this name and you should speak Spanish. For me, it has to be rooted in the story, not just this representational idea. I think that's important to think about for people putting movies together. As an actor, I want to be cast not for my representational quality, but for my transformative quality. End quote. The child of evangelical Christian parents who divorced at what he calls prime trauma age for him, Isaac acted out when he was young, and he was expelled from a private school in the seventh grade. Before attending Juilliard because of his interest in acting, he pursued music, and played in several punk and ska bands including Petrified Frogs, Closet Heterosexuals, and The Worms. Isaac has 46 acting credits on IMDb, starting with Ill Town in 1996, but mostly coming after All About the Benjamins in 2002. Notably, he plays Nathan in Alex Garland's Ex Machina, and like his co-star here, he is a part of the Star Wars franchise, appearing in Episode 7 and 8, and set to appear in the upcoming Episode 9. He has also appeared in the X-Men franchise as the titular villain in 2016's X-Men Apocalypse. He was nominated for a Golden Globe for his work in 2013's Inside Lewin Davis, and won a Golden Globe for his work in the limited series Show Me a Hero. He is married to Danish director Elvira Lind. They have one son. He was filming Annihilation and Star Wars The Last Jedi at the same time, both filming at Pinewood Studios. But this came in handy, Isaac tells Ramishla. Quote, I was off in this other crazy world and just dipping into this one for a moment, and that actually mirrored the character of Kane. He's a spectral figure that's both there and also not there. End quote. He was attracted to the idea of working with Garland again after Ex Machina. He explains, quote, With Ex Machina and Annihilation, you just have the opportunity to talk about very deep, difficult to speak of, human things. There's a way of presenting them that allows you to explore those things in a pretty wild way by making an allegory. Sci-fi is always about us, even if it's aliens, it's about humans. There's an opportunity there for a lot of poetry in sci-fi. End quote. Regarding its themes, Isaac offers, quote, All of us have a potential, but a tendency towards self-destruction. Sometimes it's not so intense, it's just like, oh, I drink a little too much, or you get a little aggressive with these things, but... Some people go even further. So why do they mess up that great job they have or that relationship? What is it? It's an exploration of that. Is it at the cellular level? What I loved about the movie is, at the heart of it, is the death of a marriage and how you come out of the other side of that. End quote. Helplessly Hoping continues. Oh, they are one person. They are two. Kane hesitates at the bottom of the stairs. He glances at the hanging photos. They are three together. He slowly turns his attention to upstairs. They are four for each other. 
by other. We are back with Lena upstairs, framed between the wardrobe draped in plastic and the open doorway, the rail by the stairs visible. She isn't painting. A momentary lapse, she's in her head perhaps. Like maybe she thought this repainting would get results more immediately. That the room would already feel different. That she would already feel different. The script says that she is so focused that she doesn't see the figure that appears in the doorway of the bedroom, Kane. But she notices him almost immediately. Her reaction is slow because she does not expect anyone to be in her house. She starts to turn right away, but does so slowly. By the time he appears in the doorway, and we get a look at him, she has turned around completely. The script says, He seems different to the photos, in uniform but bloodless in his complexion, older in his gaze. He watches Lena painting, oddly blank, not announcing his presence, until she turns, needing to reload the roller, and sees him. Stand by the stairway. Kane comes into the view. The angle changes, pulling him from our view as Lena gets a better look. Lena is to our left, Kane out of the doorway to the right. You'll see something. The script says first she jolts at the sight of the figure. Second, she recognizes him. Lena. The roller slips from her hand, lands with a wet slap on the floor. But she holds no roller in the film. Second 57, angle on Kane through the doorway. We have barely seen him so far, so maybe we notice his slicked back hair, but we might think it is his usual. There is no affect about him. Certain to tell you, confusion has its cause. And time runs out for this minute. We spoke. What was it we said? Wordlessly watching, he waits by the window and wonders at the empty place inside. Annihilation. Annihilation. 